0: It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So, what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. This week, I want to talk about birthdays. This topic is really fresh in my mind because two of my kids just had birthdays about three weeks apart. One of the big themes that comes up with siblings and birthdays is conflict, often because jealousy due to the attention and the presence. And all the moms said, yeah. (laughs) And I totally get that. My kids are the same way. It's hard to have someone get everything you're wanting. And a lot of times I think the answer for parents has been, well, we'll just get the other child a toy too. That way they won't be left out and they can have something to open too." But I wanna share a different perspective with you today. Now, before I do that, I wanna make the statement that, as with any episode, although I don't say this every time, but I mean it, if what you're doing is working and you believe it's right for your family, I'm not trying to change that. Take what you want from this conversation, leave the rest. That being said, I don't believe in regards to connection and emotions that giving the sibling a present too is actually helping that child. Instead, I think it's more of a way for us as a parent to hopefully not have to deal with the crying and the tantrums that come when one child is jealous and wanting what the other child is getting. If this sounds like you, there's obviously no shame here. The first step is awareness. A lot of the things we do as parents is to keep our kids safe and happy. And we're not necessarily thinking that consciously. We're just responding in actions that are doing that. And we often feel like it's our job to prevent our child from getting hurt and while that's true, we certainly um you know play a role in that sometimes. We're often interjecting too much and it can actually impede our child from learning real life lessons, emotions and how to manage those situations. Obviously, this is, you know, not talking about safety situations that are very clear. Just your everyday situations by not allowing space for the jealousy that comes up, you may be missing an important opportunity to help your child learn how to work through that emotion in a healthy way. You're preventing your child from the opportunity to actually feel the feelings that they're having in a safe space and work through them in real time so they don't become stuck feelings that create more explosive behaviors and meltdowns later. And you're missing an opportunity to teach your child to find joy in giving and serving others and growing in patience. These are all such important skills that we need as we grow into adulthood, and they start right here in the little years. And although sometimes if you are working on things and you feel like you're doing it over and over and over and nothing's getting through, I've definitely felt that way because we have to train them and it takes lots and lots of repetitions, it still is worth it and it's still working. We just might not be able to see the fruit right away. Have you ever heard the phrase, we aren't raising children, we are raising future adults? I want to encourage you that as you make intentional decisions, not just subconsciously automatic decisions about how you are raising your child and dealing with the behaviors you're encountering, does it line up with the adult that you want to be raising? And if not, maybe it's a good time to pivot. So now you might be thinking, okay, well, if I do what you're recommending and not give the sibling a present, then what am I supposed to do? Especially when that child will inevitably become upset when the people with the presence start arriving, or it's that time of the party. So, before I share some tips and strategies, I just want to say that neither of my boys had a meltdown at the other's party, even though they both clearly um, exhibited that they were struggling with this prior to the party. And I believe this is largely due to consistently using the connection strategies that I teach as well as preparing them ahead of time. And so that preparation looks like these four things. Number one, staying calm and controlled yourself. Remember that this is a big deal for your child, even if it doesn't seem so to you. Sometimes it can be hard to bring ourselves back you know, to our child's viewpoint because we have so much more knowledge and so much more life experience, but they don't. These things that are little to us now are still big to them. And if this is a struggle for you and you're feeling triggered by your child's response, go get on the wait list for a new masterclass launching on two twenty six which is next Monday. (laughs) I'm going to teach you how to identify triggers and start working through them so you're able to bring yourself back in any situation that you find, making you spiral and lose your control. P.S. This also works for more than just your relationship and interactions with your kid, if you know what I mean. (laughs) The link will be in the show notes if this sounds like something you're interested in. Number two, you probably don't need to specifically tell your child about about the party as it will probably be pretty clear if you're decorating or getting stuff or your child whose party it actually is is pretty excited about and talking about it. But if not, that would be a great place to start. We often want to wait to tell kids about something that we know is going to make them upset because it makes them upset. But this is a chance to allow the child to express these hard feelings and work through them. So if your child tends to be more sensitive or have stronger emotions or you just know it's going to be a bigger issue for this child in particular, start communicating about it earlier rather than later, giving more space to work through hurts before the actual party. Number three, be clear about what is going to happen so your child has correct expectations. For me, this looked like validating the challenge it was for the child but also letting them know what would and wouldn't be happening so that he could prepare. Again, this leaves opportunity for any stuck feelings or discontentment about this particular situation to surface and be worked on before you get to the actual party with the present situation and then feel flustered because there's the tantrums and the meltdowns and you're trying to enjoy this child's party and you're trying to give attention and you want to see them open presents and the joy they have and you're also feeling embarrassed because everybody's watching you this will prevent all that. And number four, if you didn't catch it already, working on it looks like implementing stay listening. And not just for this situation that we're talking about today, but making sure you're implementing regular listening sessions for every big emotion, all the meltdowns and the tantrums that you're experiencing. If you want more details, I have other episodes on crying and stay listening that you can um, go ahead and check out. So I hope that's a help for you, and if you are like, I need some more help, maybe it's with this situation, maybe it's other situations, email me or head over to Instagram and send me a DM. I would love to connect with you, and I will chat with you next week. Real quick before you go if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show i'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at apple podcast so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors you can also take a screenshot of this episode share it over on your instagram stories and tag me at kaylee and we'll all do a little happy dance together i love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey this work is so hard but don't forget god has not only called you to it but he has equipped you for it now. Go get connected. I'll see you next week.